Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and we have a very special edition of the podcast today. Um, we visited the set of Daredevil Season 2. Uh, we got to chat with Charlie Cox, Debran Wall, Elodie Young, and the co-showrunner Marco Ramirez. So stay tuned for all of that. Also, big thanks to Emma, Annie, and Henry over on the Marvel TV side for helping facilitate uh, they are the true MVPs of the podcast, so uh, enjoy. All right, hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com. We have a very, very special guest. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Um, hi guys, my name is Charlie Cox. And you're doing two things at once because you're so busy, signing oh, and doing an interview. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so I don't know what we can talk about. I was going to see, let's talk about soccer. We can talk about soccer? Yeah. You're a big uh, football fan. I am. I'm a very big football fan. I'm a, I'm a huge Arsenal fan, and I'm I'm also a huge non-Chelsea fan. So <laughs> right now, I'm so couldn't be happy. Is anything going on with the uh, sports right now? <laughs> the sports. <laughs> yeah, I can I can I can tell you're also a huge fan. <laughs> um, yeah, the. Um, Yes, I. Uh, the uh, there's, it's crazy what's going on in, in the in the soccer world in the English Premier League. The team that won the the Premier League last year, Chelsea, are currently sitting halfway through the season in fifteenth place, which is uh, I think never happened before. A team that the champions that this stage in the season are doing so terribly, and the team that that were ten minutes away from relegation last year, Leicester City, um, who were bo- this time last year were bottom, were twentieth. They are somehow at the top of the table and it's uh, amazing this is really refreshing because I'm finally getting answers out of people that have nothing to do with what we're here for because you can't talk about Daredevil <laughs> all that much <laughs> right not really I mean no n- no <laughs> no I can't talk about you know I don't want to I can't talk about anything that might, might be a spoiler mm-hmm. you know I gotta say we I don't I can confirm that I, I do play Daredevil on, on, <laughs> on, 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 at this stage that is, that is allowed I do it is released it is out but um and we don't have them for you yet, but the, you have your own bobbleheads now. Um, you've seen pictures of those, right? What? The little like bobbleheads like that from the TV series version. Oh, the t- oh, yeah. I see what you're saying because we've got here right here we've got the the, the bobblehead, the comic. the comic version with the yellow, the yellow and red suit. Has there ever been an action figure made of a character you've done on a on a, on something before? No, but it's partly because I don't play very cool characters. <laughs> I don't think you know. I disagree there. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna make a. a, a, a action figure of my character in Downton Abbey. <laughs> I'm sure fans would want to buy <laughs> some Downton Abbey stuff. Um, I, I want to ask, it, what working with John and Elodie, mm-hmm. what's that been like? So it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna. I think people are gonna flip out over their their work in this season. Um, you know, uh, John is. Uh, one of my favorite actors you know i just i've i've been following his career since i became aware of him in the walking dead and and since then he's done you know such such sterling work in wolf of wall street and fury and you know world trade center you know all these things these things he's been in and i just think he's such a compelling actor to watch he's got such intense eyes and uh, and he's you know he he's you know he 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 brings such uh presence to every role that he plays he's perfect for this character i think mm-hmm. and i think uh, you know i i'm re- the thing i'm more excited about than anything else with season two is for people to see what he did with frank castle i gotta say one of the joys and pleasures we get of working at marvel is you get to see you guys a lot i remember la- one of the last times i saw you was you came by the office to take over our twitter feed the day before the first this season was released was it the day before yeah and it was like we were like oh 
we never expected it to blow up the way it did. Mm-hmm. Did you even imagine? Like, this is one of the top, like, five greatest shows of all time, people are saying. Like, it's got to be a good feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, if yeah. I, I, no, I, I, I don't think you can ever prepare for, for something like that. You know, there's no, there, there's, there really is no proven formula. And, and it's time and time again we see that. And it's always, I think, shows that do well, shows that kind of, that, that kind of, um, you know, explode like in the way that Daredevil did. It, it, it's it's always because a risk has been taken, and we're not quite sure if 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 the public, if people, if the industry is ready for that mm-hmm. for that risk. And every now and again they are, and every now and again you hit a you hit a moment in time where people are ready, and people are kind of been waiting, and you give them what they what they in some cases don't even know they were waiting for. And and you know you get this wonderful kind of like a, um, um, a huge positive feedback from 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 the majority from the majority of people who watched it, and so I, that's what we had. You know, it was a, a lot of hard work. It was some really really smart people at the top of the at the top of Marvel Television and, and Netflix who 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 had the vision to who had the vision and then had the kind of the the the, the courage and the guts to see it through, and and we all get to benefit from that. And uh, have you gotten a chance to watch Jessica Jones yet? I have, yeah. I'm still working my way through it, but I'm really loving it. I mm. think it's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's so, and it's so different. What I love about it is it's so different from from Daredevil. Daredevil. But it's, um, it's really dark, and it's really kind of, it's such, such interesting, you know, themes, you know. I mean, in the same way that people said, you know, people talked about Daredevil and saying how cool it was to see, you know. Uh, to, to 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 see a vulnerable superhero and to 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 watch someone battle, you know, watch a superhero who battles with his conscious, his conscious, uh, his uh, his conscience over what he's doing. Um, why well, watch De- Jessica Jones? And I think, what well, you know, how amazing to to see a superhero battling with these past demons and mm. these and and you know, thinking and dealing with the reality of rape and 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 alcoholism and that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, Charlie. Really appreciate oh, that's it. it. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, I, there's nothing right. else I can really ask you. Unless there's anything you want to say about season two. No, just come on Arsenal. <laughs> Go on <laughs> the Gunners. All... <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, guys. Hey everybody, we're back. We have a very, very special guest joining us once again. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I play Karen Page on Netflix's Marvel's Daredevil. So thanks again for uh, joining us once again. I remember last time we talked to you, the show hadn't even aired yet. That's right. And now it's a huge success. <laughs> What's your mindset like right now? I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm kind of in love with the second season. I think we've done some really cool stuff that I can't wait for everybody to see. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait for it to be released. And uh, so tell us about anything. I mean, I don't know what, what you can tell us about. I can tell you nothing is what is, I can tell you. What's it like working with Electra and... Punisher now this has got to be pretty awesome um, well I can't even tell you that because that would ex- <laughs> that would expose whether I actually work with them or not oh that's fair. Uh, so that would be giving away too much but I, I will say as as people Elodie and John are fantastic and as uh, one of our crew members said and it made me giggle so hard I've been saying it everywhere now it's like it's like our showrunners like weird science them into re- into existence for this show because they're so perfect in their roles. That I, I think, you know, part of what we started with Karen in the first season is this really curious side of her that, that she's like a dog with a bone. She just won't let it go. She's gonna hold on to the, 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 the truth or whatever little fragments of it she can find and, and follow it to the end of the line. So this season we see her sort of take that to the next level and really sort of take up Ben Yurick's mantle. I think she she feels like, you know, the daughter he never had, and and um, 
you know, the family that she, you know, we know nothing about from her. And, uh, you know, we'll get little hints more into Karen's past and, and her, her mystery. Uh, but, yeah, you sort of get to follow her becoming her own woman, sort of separate from, from Matt and Foggy. Has, since the show's been out, I know that um, fans, a lot of them knew you from, from True Blood. Mm-hmm. Has the, you walking down the street, has it shifted? You no, know, here's the funny thing. I almost never get recognized. Really? I really rarely get pulled out. It's very, very funny. Um, I, even, even on True Blood, most people were like, oh, you know, you kind of look like that person. <laughs> they very rarely actually said it was me. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I'm scared to know why. I think I'll live in my, my very... Uh, peaceful uh, ignorance <laughs> um but yeah so it hasn't really gotten any more for me and i i i learned new things about you at, at comic-con yeah dungeons and dragons yeah really i'm a huge dungeons and dragons fan i i it like as an awkward social person things like that like it, it is such a wonderful way to be social with people and take some of the pressure off of yourself because it's a game and um and you know as an actor the role-playing aspect is really sort of fun for me and so yeah, I started playing a number of years ago, and now I'm just starting to transition into dungeon mastering, which I've found a real love for. I think I really, because I really like puzzles, so I enjoy making up puzzles for my, my campaigns. One of my dreams is I want to get all the Marvel s- stars to who are big Dungeons & Dragons fans to play a game together, <laughs> like you and Vin Diesel. <laughs> like Karen Page and, and uh, Groot get to play Dungeons, get to play Dungeons and Dragons. Do we have um, to play as Karen Page and Groot? Or can we create characters? I'll let you um, decide. Because <laughs> well, the funny thing was that I, I had said that I was making characters for, uh, my, the my, for the rest of the cast as like during our downtime. And so many people came up to me and they were like, you're wrong. Daredevil's not a paladin. I was like, I wasn't making it for Daredevil. I was making it for Charlie. And that's what he wanted to be. You know, like, So there was a weird misunderstanding in that. And I heard your uh, dog is a Marvel hero as well. He is. We named him Banner. Mm-hmm. That was the only way I could avoid his name being literally Hulk or Spider-Man. <laughs> so I didn't have to go to the park and go, here's Spider-Man. Although I, I decided if I if his name had to be Spider-Man, I would call him Spider-Man. Like it's his last name. <laughs> like he was Mr. Spider-Man. Sp- sounds like a Jewish. Dr. Spider-Man. Sp- <laughs> that would have been our dog's name if it wasn't Banner. So what t- t- have you gotten more invested into the Marvel world since you've been a part of it, or were you in the past? Or um, I mean, I wasn't a comic book reader mm-hmm. really growing up. Um, you know, I certainly read for research for the for the role, and I mean, I can't say I'm necessarily into the comics anymore, but I'm I'm certainly into the. I mean, I've always loved genre, and I, I love the idea that you you know, the only reason to do genre is if you're talking about something else, if you're talking about the the dark and light sides within our souls or the, you know, the definition of a monster or something like that is, is what genre is about. And that's, that's great because it's, it's filled with nuance. And uh, I want to get, t- touching on your character from season one, I'm mm-hmm. sure we can talk about that, but like you go through some really like emotional yeah. moments. Like I, I've been asking the rest of the people, is it hard to like when, it, when yelling cut, can you just divorce yourself from all that? Or uh, it, it depends on the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're you're really deep in it and it takes a couple of moments to sort of come out of it. And um, other times it sort of just, it just dissipates. It, it's sort of, yeah, I, I can't say there's a, a common thread through that. I, I mean, I think the, the main thing for me that I, 
I like about Karen and her, and her emotionality is that I think sometimes we think of people who are emotional or people who cry as being weak, and I don't agree with that. I actually think if you express your emotions, that means you're bottling up less and, and you're in many ways much healthier. And so mm. I, I wanted Karen to be a very strong young woman who makes a lot of mistakes and is also can cry, but can also stare you down, you know, that she has all sides she can she can hit that whole spectrum and i want to ask to uh we can cut this if if not but have you caught jessica jones i have yeah. not seen it yet no mm-hmm. um i'm i'm excited to i think i think i'll probably i'll probably come to it when maybe we're all done i'll like sit down and spend a year kind of going through everything for some reason it felt weird watching it while we're doing this i don't know that makes sense. i can't i don't even know if i could tell you why but <laughs> well we're very excited for uh season two and thanks for being so great with thanks us. and yeah. i guess we can't t- say anything just people should tune in uh yeah they should they should tune in i mean i i i will say i i'm i'm just thrilled with it i i think the work that my you know co-workers have done from cinematography to acting to writing to you know costumes to everything is just it's just spot on even when we walk into a new set i'm like oh my god somehow they built this in the last three days and it's perfect and and it it adds so much to what we do on set and i i don't know i just i want people to recognize how much work goes into it and and uh how much heart awesome thank you again for taking the time we appreciate it yeah great all right everybody we are back uh we have a very special guest once again please introduce yourself Hello, uh, my name is Elodie. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. <laughs> Hello, my name is Elodie Young, uh, and I'm um, I'm playing uh, Electra on Daredevil show. I have to ask my big, strong question that I'm sure hundreds of people are going to ask you during interviews is you you have a background in the action world with GI Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference playing Electra versus your character on that that film in GI Joe? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a big, big difference. I mean, Electra is so such an you know it's a, it's a very interesting character with a lot of layers. Uh, Jinx in 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 GI Joe wasn't a sociopath. Electra is kind <laughs> of, um, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's much more complex and uh, and interesting, really, for me to, to you know to have the opportunity to be Electra. Uh, but yeah, if you if you specifically specifically ask for all the physicality and all that, then um, it's not pretty much the same. You know, GI Joe was an action movie. Here we do some action. It's part of the show, but it's not only about about that. Uh, I had to learn how to uh, manipulate the size for Electra. Mm. For Jinx, it was uh, katanas, mm-hmm. so long swords. Uh, what's really cool about these jobs is that you know I've never I've, I trained I did some karate but I never trained with any uh, weapons and for both of these jobs I had to learn you know how to uh, how to fight with weapons so you know it's it's like it's it's new skills on the, on my CV so it's, it's really cool <laughs> I like it I like you know to learn new stuff like that. Is it fun playing a sociopath? It is really fun, mm. you know. This is how they, like, Doug and Marco and, and Jeff were, you know, the um, people from Marvel and the writers, uh, when, I, when I got offered the job, this is how they described her. And I'm like, oh, wow. Because, to be very honest with you, I didn't know anything about her before. I've never read any comic books or anything, so... So... And then when I started to, to, to read the comics, I had this idea that, you know, she's like... 
she, she was this badass ninja, half naked, and that would, you know, a bounty killer. So all that, you know, we, we keep some of the aspects that, you know, that we have in the comics. But uh, but uh, I think they, they pointed out that she was a sociopath. And that I think that's when you read the um, Electra's Assassin, which I did, you can really feel this, uh, you know, what Frank Miller really, you know, uh, portrayed her. Uh, you 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 really have this in in these comics, and I think uh, they were they really wanted to have uh, this aspect in 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 our Electra in in this world we're doing here. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I had to read about sociopathy, you know, uh, like she would care as much as you as uh, as uh, this microphone, you know, <laughs> if it's uh, if it's useful for her, or you know, she she ha- she really struggles to bond with people, and. She's a sociopath, but in the Marvel world. So because we've decided and we know that her weakness is is Matthew, you know. Uh, whereas I, I guess like a real sociopath wouldn't have any love for anyone or sort of love for anyone, but she does. Did you, I, I, that's just to the cast of, uh, of Jessica Jones, because, you know, obviously it's really dark. Is it hard for you when you, they yell cut to kind of disappear from the character or do you kind of hold on to that? What do you mean? Sorry. Like, like, like. Do you take on that like tendencies of your character after you are? Oh yeah, done? I have my size in my pocket. Like, <laughs> don't mess with me because you're I'll in stay trouble. Out. I'm glad we're <laughs> the table. Uh, uh, but like, Charlie's Charlie's such a sweetheart in real life, but seeing him on the screen, like, I don't know. Is that yeah? Is that something like? What do you want? You want to know if he's really a sweetheart? Or? No, I know <laughs> he is. No, you know. But you know what I mean, like. No, he, I know what you mean. You know. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, in every character, I guess you're doing you put you put some of yourself uh and if i mean i can guarantee you that i'm not a sociopath (laughs) but even if i was i would be lying so (laughs) you would still not know if i am or not um but i'm not (laughs) but who knows uh but you know it's just like yeah you if you if you're not like i i guess that if i'm not like the character at least i try to understand her and or i would try to have empathy you know, you, you try to relate in 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 some ways to the character you're 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 playing, you're mm-hmm. you're being. So I guess there's a part of me in her, uh, but uh, I can guarantee you that I'm not running around when I'm when I'm wrapped here. I I don't kill anyone, and I'm you know <laughs> like normal life. Have my little dog, go home, eat some pasta in front of the TV. That's really what I do. Yeah. I, I gotta ask too, and forgive me because you'll probably be asked this a hundred times as well, but. Did you watch the sh- first season? I did. Prior to all, I did. Casting? Really? Yeah, yeah. Because you know it was a hit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have Netflix, so my boyfriend and I were like, "Oh, let's watch this new show." And we really are. We're not really into this world, you know, like the comics and all that. And we're like, "Hey, let's watch another one." And it was just like this. So, so it, it, it's really it was good because I, you know, then I did my homework even, you know before I, I had to do them. Uh, and I was a big, big fan, you know, of the show of Charlie, Debran and all that. I think it's an incred- incredible cast. I think the quality of the writing is, uh, is, is, is really good. Uh, and the world they, they're creating is, uh, is interesting and it's quite dark and grounded. And, and so for, for, for a superhero world, I think it's, it was quite special. And I think that's why I liked it, you know. And for someone that's a fan of the show such as yourself, can you tell people who are listening to this, who are also fans, 
anything with her crazy stuff's going on season two. Oh, oh yeah every episode i think it's it's super crazy mm. I, I i can't give i give i don't think i can say much about uh what what, what is you have to be more specific what is the question what like say action scenes yeah, crazy, Crazier. craziness, crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, okay, every action scenes, um, it, I don't know, like, what, what I had to do, personally, uh, it was to, I don't know, I, I don't know how, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's hard to do, to achieve. It's every Friday we go through, like, a long choreography. If you, you asked me to compare, uh, this part compared to Jinx that I did for G.I. Joe. Um, the way we work here is uh, it's it's a different rhythm. You have to learn the choreography almost on the spot. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of uh, auto-prepare yourself to be ready for every Friday for, you know, to, to go through these choreography where you have to kick, punch, stab, you know, slap uh, ninjas. Uh, like 50 ninjas every Friday. That's <laughs> every that's Friday. every Friday. I kill 50 ninjas. So that's that's my um, reality at the moment. That sounds fun. It is fun. <laughs> it's exhausting, and we're on roof. You know, we we, we shoot on the. That's great. I, I also also really like this about the show. We're on rooftops, so I'm not a New Yorker. So I got to see New York. You know, uh, from a different perspective, like. Or I feel like it's a very, it's a privilege. It's like I can see New York like no one else. That's awesome. By night, you know, stab, stabbing ninjas and then still like you know having a nice view <laughs> on the Empire State Building. Or you know, it's it's been great as well. I have one last question. Did they let you keep the size? No, but I stole them. But <laughs> okay. Don't tell them. I won't tell you. No one's gonna hear this, so we yeah. won't tell anybody. Emma, don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for taking the time, no, and uh, welcome to the family. We we love having you, and we're looking forward to season two. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. I appreciate me. it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Blake with Marvel.com. I am backstage on the Luke Cage set. This is kind of surreal. I have a very special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. My name is Marco Ramirez. And you are the showrunner on season two of Daredevil. Yeah, I'm one of the co-showrunners. Co-showrunners. myself and Mr. Doug Petrie. So we were talking just briefly uh, about some of your background. You were involved in season one. You just mm -hmm. mentioned that. Can you tell fans... Uh, how you got involved with the show in the first place. Sure. Uh, I'd been writing for TV for a couple years. I uh, I was lucky enough. My break was I wrote for Sons of Anarchy for two oh, seasons. Cool. So I'd written on that. I'd worked with David Goyer on a show of his. I'd, I'd uh, worked with, uh, I'd worked on Orange is the New Black on Netflix. Uh, and so I'd, I came in to meet and uh, I, I got to meet Drew Goddard, which was a, a huge, uh, uh, I don't know, a huge, a huge nerdy moment for me. I, all, all I wanted to do was say, I love Cloverfield so much. I love Cloverfield. <laughs> uh, but I, we sat there, we talked about Matt Murdock for a little while. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I came on really early, I think, season one, when we first started meeting, when, when there was just nothing but the first episode and uh, an outline for the second. Yeah. I always ask this, too, when I, uh, especially with cast, like, I remember we had Charlie by the office the day before the show came out, and I was like, things are going to change for you. Like, I know you're a celebrity, but, like, now <laughs> you're going to be a superhero. Did you, What did you think was going to happen? Like, this show blew up, and it's one of the top shows of all time. But did you know this, like, when you were filming, or, or I, what? I got to be honest. No, because I was on set a couple times season one. Mm. I, I think to all of us, we just really wanted to make a show we wanted to watch. Mm. And uh, and that's, that's kind of ultimately 
the the dream for any writer, I think, is oh, I really want to watch the kind of show that I can't wait to talk to my friends about. Uh, so that's all. That was all we really wanted. We didn't really. Obviously, everybody wants wanted it to be a hit. We wanted to reach a wide audience and touch as many people as possible. Uh, but really, we just we just want to make a good one that that we would feel proud of among our own friends, among our own friends who are who were movie buffs and TV buffs and comic book readers, and and so so we just wanted that. The fact that it kind of became a hit that even the the, the uninitiated, if you will, started started to really dig it. I think that was a really pleasant surprise. And then weirdly, like as the critics started chiming in, we were like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Even smart people, like even, yeah. even even like the people who get paid to write this stuff, uh, yeah, that that was pretty amazing to read one after the other. Like, oh wait, they all get it. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we knew. It was funny when uh, after it came out, everybody was like, "This is like The Wire, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, like all the." I was like, "Wow, you're right. This is like some some deep stuff. This is awesome." Yeah, that's really good company to be in. And yeah. so I, I wanted to ask too. So you um, you said your friends are in the comic book world. Yeah. My first my question for you first is: Were you involved in comics, or did you? watch the cartoons growing up or anything yeah i watched lots of uh i I always say people people talk about their favorite tv shows being um uh being the wire being breaking bad and all that stuff to me i mean i grew up loving the x-files and i grew up maybe i can or can't mention it here but to me like the wire was the batman animated series which i might not be able to mention but uh i'll try to slip that okay good yeah it was (laughs) it was that so so to me that was gospel in in a way and x-files as well so yeah we were all uh we were all. I was. I was an avid reader. I read lots of Punisher comics as a kid, or lots of X Men. Um, yeah, Daredevil always held a really special place in my heart because, as a as somebody with a with a blue collar upbringing, he was he, he kind of stuck out as mm-hmm. someone I could I could I could really kind of sink my teeth into. Um, and Hell's his relationship to Hell's Kitchen was very much like my relationship to to where I grew up in Miami, and uh, it was, it was kind of this this love hate place that you. That, that you can't leave and yet it's you know it's it's made you and it's destroying you at the same time Every, everything about reading him in hell's kitchen felt like me in my own my own home and it's one of those things where like just the more specific that storytelling was the more universal it actually was so i'm sure a lot of people feel that way about other cities and uh, again you mentioned having friends in comics was there more pressure to make a, a, a great show on you to show your friends to tell them like hey this is my baby or or what? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I, I even have I have friends who write for for comic book TV shows that are incredibly successful. I have, I have a couple of friends who write on on The Walking Dead, for example. And they, the moment they heard I was on I was on this, this friend of mine, Corey Reed, uh, he was like, "Wait, what?" What? Oh, oh. I mean, he love he loves working on The Walking Dead, but this is weirdly. I was like, no, wait, you're you're this, our show wasn't a huge hit yet. I was like, wait, your show's a huge hit. He's like, what? You get, yeah, I know, but Jesus, <laughs> um, but Jesus, you got Matt, you know. So that was uh, th- there wasn't pressure. Mostly, everyone was just really excited, and everyone who who would pull me aside, who would ask me about it, and, and obviously I couldn't talk much about it, but they were just like, just please, dear God, make it awesome. Just make it as cool as it needs to be, as it deserves to be. We just we haven't we haven't seen that yet, and we just the character deserves it, the fans deserve it. Uh, they, they just—that's all they wanted was just like, please promise me you're making it dark. Promise me you're making it sophisticated. Promise me it's a crime show, and you know it's not—it's we're not, you're not going too far into the quote-unquote superhero stuff that we sometimes see on TV. They were just—they were just asking, please keep it grounded, keep it awesome. Um, and to Drew and to Steven's credit, I mean, I, th- I think they really—and and to Jeff Loeb as well—I I think everyone had that in mind. And being a Punisher fan growing up, were you excited when you heard the news? That- yeah, it was like it was like, hey, here's the, what if what what if hypothetically you guys got this really shiny toy from the tool shed? <laughs> uh, so so uh, it, it actually weirdly felt like because it had been a little bit of a a time between the last movie and this getting made, um, it weirdly felt like. Uh, not just having a cool toy in your collection, but actually being able to open the box for the first time. 
so so yeah no absolutely hearing hearing like what if you guys were telling a Frank story felt uh, just just incredibly exciting it, it was like wait what we and it, lots of people have been asking this question like wait but Frank Frank should be his own show or could be his own show to us we, were, we it, it just felt completely right that's that's it was a great way to tell a story for Matt um, was was introducing Frank into the world and uh, yeah no it, it was it was really exciting there's there's this thing that I remembered. Uh, Goyer, David Goyer uh, mentioning once when he was talking about his experience in writing comic book stories, which he's done a couple <laughs> that we might have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he mentioned when he's like he's like you can't approach it from just saying this is the villain I think we should use in this movie. You should approach it by saying what journey do we want to take the protagonist through, and then find the most fitting antagonist to throw him in. So, so don't just go find the coolest antagonist that you, you know, don't just go pick the action figure out of the box so you can mash their heads together. Think for a second about what journey you want to take your protagonist on and then whoever fits, fits. Um, and that really felt right for us. Especially with the darkness that was embraced season one of Daredevil, uh, it felt like, well, what, who, who better to, to, to further our journey for Matt than Frank Castle? So, uh, yeah, no, we're really excited. And I'm, you know, even though I work for Marvel, I probably get less news than most people. <laughs> like, I mean, I've heard rumors that they're like, season one was dark, hold on to your butts. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's the problem with introducing uh, a great white shark into the pool, which I, which I love, you know? It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, season one was really dark. Lots of people got really beat up season one. People about to get murdered. Like, Frank, Frank <laughs> Castle's walking into the building, right. you know? It's, in some ways, I like talking about him in the writer's room a little bit. Like, he's, it's, it's Michael Myers walking through the, <laughs> through the building right now, um, except it's weirdly the Michael Myers you're rooting for, but he's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's about to get really dark. We're really excited about that. We're excited about the fact that both Marvel and Netflix are completely open to uh, to the idea of this kind of darkness, we're not dumbing it down. We're not cartooning it up in any way. Uh, and when you have an actor like John Bernthal running around, you know it's it's just gonna it's gonna feel sophisticated. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be epic. Um, it's gonna be tragic. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's if anything, if if we'd introduced anyone else, it might have felt like we were actually just slowing, you know, pulling back on the reins and saying, oh, maybe they got soft this year. There's no way you can go soft if you've got Frank Castle in your season and Electra as well. There's, you know, you're introducing an assassin and another assassin. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Elodie for a second. Mm -hmm. What was it like having her on set and uh, bringing Electra to life on the... She's great. She's great. And uh, as as you'll see, and maybe trailers and stuff, I don't know how much I can talk about any of this, but uh, as you'll see in some some of the, the costume stuff and all that as as it goes through the season every time we saw her on screen it felt like oh yeah no she's she's about to whoop some ass she's got tons of great uh stunt experience she can do all that and then she just brings this kind of interesting very i want to say worldly and otherworldly at the same time it always feels like wait she's she's from somewhere where they're much more sophisticated than we are you know that's that's just the thing she brings with her um and it's perfect for electro nachos and she's uh She's just she's really great. She and John are both kind of wonderful additions to the show this season. Is uh, I know watching season one, Eldon was very integral to kind of making me not like freak out. Like he was kind of what the like the com- comedy relief, not really the mm-hmm. tension relief. Mm-hmm. And now that he knows Matt is who he is, what what's the dynamic with with Foggy? It's really, I mean, it's really similar. He just now knows. He yeah. just now knows. So he can now say, I mean, I think it's in episode one of this season. There's a moment where he he kind of pulls Matt aside. He's like, oh, you're going to go, it's you and you're going to go put on your underwear and figure this stuff out. It 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 feels like 
my friend who doesn't love comic books talking to me about the fact that I, you know, read comic books at the age of 15. It's like, oh, you and that, okay, right, that stuff that you do, that that weird secret life you have where you go to that store once a week and spend a lot of money on books. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's very much the same dynamic uh, and, and the love those two have. Uh, bet- the characters those two have for each- the-, the love those two characters have for each other is uh, is pretty fantastic. That's the thing that's just kind of hard to lose. It's impossible to lose. Um, so that continues over. It- it's obviously deepened and developed in some way because now th- one of them knows the other one's big secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's all still there, and that's the- that's really fun to play with. And we got to mention uh, Deborah Ann as well. How's her character evolving in season two? Uh, she's uh, a she's as an actress is fantastic and one of the finest I, I think that Doug and I have ever had the pleasure to work with. Um, it's so it's so easy to pitch story for her in the writers' room. Everyone wants to pitch a Karen scene. Everyone wants to pitch a Karen story. Uh, she's she's just lovely to write for. She can make stuff that doesn't seem terribly active really active. She can make stuff really cinematic. She she's she's also not just what I love about her portrayal in season one and also in what she's doing in season two is she's not the quote unquote like girl's way into the story. I've got plenty of other friends who, I've got plenty of male friends who are like, no, she's my, she was probably my favorite character. When she shot that guy season one, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm good. She's, I love her. Um, it, so yeah, she's, uh, she's deep. She's, she, she's, she's a deep well. And this season she has relationships. Her relationship to almost everyone else on the show is, uh, is, is one, of the, it's one of the driving factors of the, ser- of, of the second season. The way, the, the way she interacts with, uh, with Matt is certainly going to be something we've, been dying to see the way she interacts with Foggy is is it's more of the same great stuff from last season. Her interactions with our new additions uh, are going to be pretty awesome. It's, it's some of the stuff I'm the most proud of writing my in, in my short career as a writer, and and I think Doug would say the same. Like the some of Karen's stuff this season is is pretty damn cool. And uh, I I, I want to mention too like there was there were scenes in season one that made me like I've seen stuff on TV and some of this stuff made me cringe like when Vincent. His characters like smashing the guy's head yeah. in. I'm like, ah, I can't. It's, I assume there will be more of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of heads get smashed. <laughs> yeah, and that that was something that I I remember having the pleasure to hear Drew Goddard pitch really early. Uh, hear him pitch it to Net to to Jeff Loeb was uh, you know, and then just he he grabs his he that Fisk grabs him by the back of the head. He just smash and then he smashes the door into him, and <laughs> and then it's it's he smashes he smashes, and then I know how how long you think this is going. It's going to go longer. <laughs> He's still smashing, and everyone in the room is just in love with it. Everyone's just like, yeah, no, great, blood on the floor. Let's do it. It's Hell's Kitchen. You know, it's it is not the Marvel Cinematic World where lots of things happen in the sky. It's very much the stuff that happens in the back alleys, on the ground, and 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 yes, blood and gravel feels like a good way to. Once Stephen came in with it. With with his you know his history as a Spartacus, as the Spartacus guy, um, you know you could have done Daredevil colon blood and gravel or blood and asphalt or something. That's that's what I always liked calling season <laughs> one because uh, it was it was really as brutal as the, as the crime shows you're talking about. There's there was an interview we did a little while ago where we were talking about somebody was like it's really is it a, is it a, you'd think it's a kids show or is it an adult show what what is it what's going on and and my weird little like soundbite that I liked to throw in there <laughs> that I came up with on the spot and now I'll quote myself forever was uh, people kind of approached it like it was a comic or a, a crime show. Um, and again, in season one as well, there was like speaking again of like. Foggy finding out mm-hmm. Matt's identity. I assume there's more shocking moments to come as well, besides yeah. just smashing heads in on asphalt, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, and it's all as per, as per everyone's concerns. Always, you know, it's all rooted in character. It's all rooted in kind of logical progressions for every one of these people. Um, 
that's that's what we love about it. It's not like meteors are coming in from the sky and, and changing people's lives. All the all the kind of stuff that's going to affect Matt and Foggy and Karen's world is already kind of in the world of Hell's Kitchen and in the world in, in the world that they've set up for themselves. The way we set it up, it feels a little bit like Frank is just the next logical extension of somebody like Matt walking the streets. It it and and, and Electra coming back is like of of course you you know you guys already met Stick. You guys already know there's this ancient organization and this 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 ancient method of training and all this stuff. Like we're not making this stuff up. It's not like one of them comes crashing into the world and now everything gets changed. It's really just an organic extension of of season one and uh, and of the stuff that that Drew and Stephen both set up. Really um, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of uh, of Stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott being such a, a great, you know, kind of I guess side character in mm-hmm. the in the storyline. Who um, can we mention? Any of the people that will be coming back? Yeah, um, I, I mean, we can <laughs> we can talk about Rosario coming back. I think, um, which with with the inclusion of Rosario in our in our world, I think one of the great things she does is because the show takes place in New York. Rosario, to me, always feels like. She's the most beautiful person in New York, but she feels like somebody who is from mm. New York City. Um, so when she turns around and tells you, like, I think there's a ninja outside, or <laughs> like, this guy that I met is fucking bulletproof, and that doesn't make any sense, right. you you buy it in a way. She's kind of our Dana Scully, if you will, in, in a world. She's like, wait, 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 no, what are you what are you saying? Um, so when we have inclusions of stories, when we have a story for Stick or for the Hand or any of that stuff that might happen this season maybe you can or can't use um, <laughs> we'll see. when we have Daredevil fighting a ninja in the middle of this season um, it seems like it might be a heightened weird thing and so being able to have a very grounded realistic uh, actor like Rosario look to look to Matt and say wait what what did I just see that doesn't make any sense um, she's wonderful to, to, to kind of include in our world because it then she, she grounds it she, it's, it's kind of like just as the thing was taking off and becoming this supernatural weird storyline just as we were about to jump the shark she kind of like digs into it with her teeth. She's like, no, 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 wait, 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 shut up. Everybody calm down. What just happened? So she's great this season. She and Matt have awesome stories and awesome scenes. Um, Frank, I mean, Frank and Matt are, are th- that's some of the stuff I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, Electra and Matt, Electra and Stick. It's, just, it's weirdly like this. We have all these cool chess pieces and it, part of our part of the fun of our writers room was like okay what if these two are in a scene what's what's happening here uh, e- even Turk from last season you know seeing him back in, in, in the fold here uh, interact with some of our regulars was, was really fun I gotta ask too like you just mentioned something that made me remember a major spoiler that I heard from someone and it's so hard to not just like blurt it out and get fired how do you do interviews it's impossible. <laughs> we did the we, at Comic Con. It was funny. We kind of went around, and so John Bernthal and I went around from table to table. And there are these tables of like, you know eight to ten uh, press people who flew here from across the world. You know, like hi, I'm here. I'm I'm here from Munich. It's great to see you. And you're just like Jesus. You flew a long way to get uh-huh. here. And they have all these questions, and you can only answer two percent of them. So some of the people were actually somebody actually asked John. Uh, they were like, so what can you tell us about the Punisher costume? And he looked at them like in his weird, like, wait, are you, are you kidding? And they're like, no, yeah, do you, have you seen it? What does it look like? And his response to them was, <laughs> no, no, I can't. I mean, did they brief you on this? Like, is this your first rodeo? Uh, no, I can't. I, it's, it's, it's hard to not just sound like a snake oil salesman or a hype man to just run around and be like, trust me, it's going to be awesome. Trust me, it's going to be awesome. Because there's so much I do want to talk to, to talk to people about. And so that's, what, that's one, of the, one of the great moments of relief is in that moment of launch. Not only can the world see it, which is great because we've been working on it for months. It also just feels like, finally, I can talk to my friends and family about what I've been doing. I'm sure everyone involved here uh, feels the same way. Um, 
it's it's weird to not just sit there and tell them it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but tr- I mean, trust me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. What's it like? Like, so you're from Miami. What's it like? like it's it's great. It's got to be great working filming in in Brooklyn and in the city. What mm-hmm. like the experience working there? Is that just like give it this extra little oomph to the story, or it does. And and a lot of our a lot of our writers. Um, I've spent time in New York and love New York. I I went to undergrad here. I went to grad school here. Uh, I I lived in New York for eight years. Doug lived for many years in in, in New York. So when we both kind of approached this, we were we had all these fun little anecdotes to share about. New York, about New York living here and this this story the Daredevil sh- the Daredevil show the Daredevil world Hell's Kitchen and the Jessica world as well and and Luke's um, it, it's they, they feel so um, <laughs> New York centric and uh, and there are moments that you kind of o- that only make sense in the world and in history ever happening here uh, there's a couple shows on TV right now actually that I think perfectly capture New York um, I think Broad City and Louie capture New York in a way that it's never been captured on film or TV and uh and so I think Doug and I love this city so much and love movies shot in this city. You know, we talk about Woody Allen and Ghostbusters every day in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talk about Scorsese every day in the writer's room. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 a show about, it's a show about New York in, in a couple of different ways. It's a show about ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances and all that, and extraordinary people in ordinary circumstances. But um, it's great to come back. I used to, live in, I used to live in Brooklyn. Then I, used to, I, I lived in Bensonhurst, which is deep Brooklyn. I lived in the West Village. I lived in the, I lived in the East Village. I lived in Astoria, Queens. I, I bounced around. So it's a very crazy feeling. Orange is the New Black also shot in New York. And it was, it was my first time coming back. And it was really weird going to the Greek deli that I used to go to, uh, cleaning it out and shooting there. That was, that was very strange. I was kind of like, can you guys still just make me a sandwich again? Um, they couldn't because they were closed for the day because we were shooting there. <laughs> Uh, but it's great to come back and shoot in New York. It's, it's an amazing place to shoot, and the crews are super cool. And uh, I've shot stuff in, in L.A. as well, and that's, and that's incredible for its own different reasons. But shooting here, it's just like watching pedestrians walk through set, look at you, unimpressed, and keep walking. It's just like there's not a more New York thing that could happen. Uh, in episode 103, Deborah has a scene with a guy who, who's, who's a scene with a woman whose, whose husband dies in the pilot, and they were having uh, they have this like really intense moment. You know, I, I know what you did or didn't do to my husband and all this stuff. And uh, we went back to shoot the wides, and where the camera crew is a little far away, so we could see the whole beautiful brownstone and everything. And this woman somehow snuck through. I don't think she snuck through the security. I think she was just in a closer building, and so she just walked out and just walked through the set and just walks through the shot. And I remember her looking up at them, realizing like, "Oh, this is a boring." Like <laughs> she's in the shot. She doesn't care, and she just looked at them like, "This is a boring." F-. She's eavesdropping, listens, doesn't care. Like didn't find the, the fight particularly fun, and keeps walking. <laughs> and part of me was just like, "Wait, was my writing not good enough for you to eavesdrop?" Um, but that's what shooting in New York is like. Uh, it's great. There's, yeah, there's there's character everywhere. I thought you might want to keep it in and get her to sign a this, release yeah, just, or just can you sign this here on? Yeah, yeah you're going to be on our codenamed secret show. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask too. Uh, when we have the opportunity to have some time with people, I want to kind of get into a little bit more of your background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to start with you mentioned X Files twice. <laughs> hu- X Files is your time. thing. It's. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say it's my thing, but when I start to think about like uh, when and why I wanted to write for TV, why TV was uh, one of the mediums that, that interested me the most, the X Files is certainly one of them. Um, also, The Shield uh, mm. on FX is, is another one, and I I think that had a really big influence on how, at least for my in my mind, how we approached writing season one, and certainly season two of this. I think The Shield and The Wire were on my mind a lot. Season two, uh, The Shield, I think, being one of the great gritty crime shows. Uh, and uh, yeah, so the, yes, the X Files is, is is big for me. 
well, I'm assuming it's probably big for a couple of our readers, and I'm so excited when it comes back. <laughs> What's readers, up? listeners, listeners. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned you worked on Sons of Anarchy, Arches yes. and New Black. What else? Can, you uh, <laughs> you're like, can of? you just stumble on something? <laughs> on something? Uh, uh, yeah. No. Those. Those are my. Those are my credits. I think I. I was a. I was a theater writer. I am a theater. I write plays. Uh, coolest thing to ever do. I write that's plays. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks. I like. It. I think that's cool. Thank you. Um. I. Uh. Yeah. So I got. I got two seasons of Sons. Uh. Out of. Uh, you know. My playwriting career. And then just and, and Orange is the New Black. They they love playwrights over there. And and the the writing room there is amazing. And. So I, I, I yeah, I've, I've bounced around a little bit. I've been really fortunate enough, though. Every, every, every job I've learned something incredibly important from, uh, but I've always known, kind of, wh- I've always basically known that this is where I needed to land. So it was, it was pretty incredible landing in, in a room uh, with other people who just wanted to tell stories about Daredevil because it felt like I was really fortunate in a, like, oh, nobody was asking for shows like this two years ago like now now I'm actually here making the show I've it's it's not only is it the perfect subject matter it's also the perfect time in the history of TV to be making this show it's you know it's it's I, I sometimes feel like damn it I missed the train on the X-Files stuff I was <laughs> I was way too I was in like high school uh, so that wasn't gonna happen but this feels like so, it was I'm so lucky to have been here writing at this moment at this particular moment in my career particularly at this moment in, in I guess TV history to be able to work on this show for these two years mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah, I, I actually, it reminds me, one time I, I interviewed uh, George Romero, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, he's written movie scripts all the time, and he finally, he's writing a Marvel comic, so I kind of was curious how he transitioned between the two. I'm a big dummy, and I've never seen a theater script. I've seen film scripts and TV scripts. Is there a difference, or you, you go about it the same way, or, or what? I mean, there, yeah, the formatting is all really different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Some people tell you it's the same thing. I, to, to me... They're all kind of. Uh, it's a little bit like Mexican food. Like you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> making seventy different dishes out of the same like ten ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's how some people look at it. But to me, it's always just depending on what story you want to tell. Uh, what, what story I want to tell? I always try to figure out early on. Like, is this going to be a film script? Is this going to be a play? Should should this be something I pitch in a writer's room or as a pilot or whatever? Um, so, for me, there's just different parts of my brain. Uh, I I could never. I, I cannot imagine Daredevil the play. Uh, similarly, when I write a play, I could I I never want to be able to imagine it as a TV show or as a movie. I want it to belong in a theater, with human beings, uh, in a space, experiencing in an event, whatever that is. Uh, but I I my, it's kind of one of my nightmares is, is to like write a play that my agents are like, this is great. We're, we can't wait for this to get optioned to become something else. I kind of just really want to make the thing singular so it can stand on its own feet as its own thing. Um, and I think similar with everything else I do. Have you done any plays kind of similar to this genre? We, yes. Well, kind of. Uh, weirdly enough, um, the first play I ever had produced on a major professional stage was uh, a play I wrote a long time ago called I'm Not Batman, which I might not be able to talk about. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a 10-minute play for an actor and a drummer. It's not really about Batman. It's, a, it's kind of a hip-hop theater piece. Um, and then... I have a play opening at Lincoln Center uh, in 2016 about uh, unofficially about Jack Johnson, the boxer. So I think that's actually what Drew Goddard probably read when he read me for Daredevil. And obviously, you know, we got battling Jack in the world. Boxing is such a big part of Daredevil mythology. I I weirdly think I had been preparing myself to write for Daredevil for 10 years and not knowing it. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think all the work informs everything else. I, I the, the other play that I have a, that I got a couple jobs off of was about was about a heavy metal band from New Jersey. So maybe I was also like kind of channeling the spirit of New York in some ways. 
Uh, I, I love how you just nonchalant. Like, oh, it's opening at Lincoln Center. Like, no big deal. Yes, it's, I know, right? Huge. Yes. That's amazing. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do there. I'm, Can you say anything? I have anything to, iron, about I have to iron my shirt. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. They they are they. <laughs> I've not signed any NDAs there. No. Um, yeah, I can I can talk about that. And actually, there's a, there's a Jessica Jones connection. Uh, Clark Peters, as of right now, is signed on to be in it. Clark um, Peters from The Wire. For, and from The Wire. Yes. Yeah, from a little show called The Wire. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to keep it all in the Marvel universe. <laughs> See what I'm trying to do? Uh, yeah, he's incredible. He's great. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. But he's going to be the trainer in that as of right now. Do you know who the boxer is? Um, we, I think we're finalizing all the other contracts. Um, I'm, and if I get names wrong, I, I'll feel awful. No, yeah, we can leave. Yeah. yeah. We won't talk about that. There you go. <laughs> what, what made you want to do a play like that? Or I knew I wanted to write story? a play about boxing mm-hmm. uh, first. This is way before Daredevil. Uh, I knew I wanted to write a play about boxing and... Uh, and, and I'm kind of a, I guess I'm a music person, a music nerd. I play a couple instruments and I listen to music all the time. And uh, like, like I'm the only person on the planet who does that. <laughs> uh, turns out I like music. Um, so I knew I wanted to play about that, about boxing. And I, um, as a music person, knew I kind of wanted to be a hip hop play of sorts. And it just kind of felt right to, to as, I, as I did all my nerdy boxing research and stuff, the, the story of Jack Johnson felt like the story of the creation of hip hop in some way. So that's kind of what the play is about. Uh, yeah. That's that's that answer. That's all. Theater world, it's just that's it's just awesome. like feels like a, it feels like I'm talking about a different group of friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really weird. I don't know if we can mention this either, but like mentioning Clark and 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 Jessica, was there any involvement with the Jessica team to kind of? They were right across the hall yeah. from us. It was really fun to be able to read their scripts and 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 learn what they were cooking up in their in their room. Uh, Jeff Loeb is kind of this great. He's kind of like a UN moderator translator. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he he'd walk into our offices and walk in over there, and then tell we'd pitch him an idea and be like, oh, actually, it's a little similar to what's happening over there, and I think vice versa. So um, he's the he's the great key master. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's social involvement. Like we we met them all, we, and we certainly loved reading their scripts and watching their show. Um, and it's the same is going now with Luke Cage. You know, mm-hmm. we, we all those writers, we all see each other. It's all it's all high fives all around, and everyone's rooting for everybody. It's really kind of awesome. It, it feels like we're all different teams training for the championship, but we all want everyone else to win too. That's amazing. So uh, that that could be really cool. Anything else you uh, can mention before we go, or no? <laughs> well, <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> No. Are you on uh, social media? Can fans follow you? I on am. The yes. Tweeters or I'm anything? on the tweeters. Yeah. Um, my social media, <laughs> my, t- my Twitter presence is Marco Ramirez MD. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but it was better than <laughs> Marco Ramirez like three seven two six five. I, I was very late to the Twitter train. I was. I really only got on there to follow basketball scores. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that's me. If you want to follow me just don't just don't tweet at me like hey so what happens because i can't do anything with that until after the show's out and then you'll tell everybody everything right? and then yeah i'm just gonna day one i'm just gonna just spoiler it all yeah. up like star wars no i'm, I'm gonna yeah just uh you know tweet at me if you like it if you hate it that's fine i'll tweet back i'll apologize <laughs> um no i won't um but yeah that's that's me awesome well thanks so much for taking the time we're thank literally for looking me. forward to season two and uh, keep up with the great work thank you so much you too all right everybody make sure to watch marvel's daredevil on netflix season two uh thanks for joining us thanks for listening and this is marvel your universe